0: Hi! Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is where you are listening to this podcast from. We greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Heavenly Jerusalem Ministry and this is our first episode. My husband, so we're going to be speaking on our first episode about our lord um our lord and our savior jesus christ it's all about him and the reason for this ministry as well uh it could be your first time coming across us so yeah
1: thank you so much for joining we appreciate your time this Heavenly jerusalem ministry like my wife Riley said and this ministry was birthed in 2018 when the Lord revealed Himself to, to my wife and gave her a clear a clear mandate, and the mandate was that we go into the world and reconcile men to Himself. Which is scriptural in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse nineteen. He says, "To wit, God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them." And having committed unto us the word of reconciliation, so God places word of reconciliation in our mouth, and in the same chapter of Second Corinthians, five, the preceding verse of verse eighteen talks of, but all things are of God who reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So that is the main thing, that the main vision, that the main mission of this ministry is a ministry of reconciling men to God so everything we do everything we minister the intention and the original purpose of what we minister is to make Jesus Christ known to people
0: yeah so as my husband said that's why we're here so every ministry has a different mandate god has called everybody for a different purpose like the body has fingers has legs has ears has different parts that all play a different function but it's all important so like ours is basically to lead men back to god and to just bring you in into god like to just give you up to your father basically your father in heaven your father which are in heaven so this is the heartbeat of this ministry and we love 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 we love jesus so much and yeah that's what we're here to talk about so just keep listening and make sure you follow this podcast yeah so i'm gonna like let my husband
1: speak um, and yeah okay to begin with i would like to read something in first corinthians chapter 12. my wife alluded to it the bible in first corinthians chapter 12 talks of differences in administration differences in ministration and diversities of gifts so verse 4 says, Now there are various kinds of gifts but the same spirit. There are various kinds of service and the same Lord. There are various kinds of workings by the same God who works all things in all. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the profit of all. For one is giving through the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, according to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit and to another gift of healings by the same Spirit, to another workings of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another designing of spirit, to another different kinds of languages, and to another the interpretation of language. In heavenly Jerusalem ministry, we acknowledge the diversity of administration, the differences in ministration, and the differences in gifts of different ministry. That's what my wife said every ministry is mandated by the lord to do specific or to perform specific function in the body of christ and as a ministry god has mandated us to reconcile men to himself through the preaching of god's word through the teaching of god's word and through the prophetic into the word of god let's share a word of prayer eternal father glorify your son just as you are glorified As we preach your word, we say the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. We minister understanding by the word of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus we pray, amen. 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 So, let's talk about Jesus Christ, Yeshua, as he was called in Hebrew. Yeshua HaMashiach. (laughs) Yeshua Amashiach. Yeah. So why Jesus Christ? If I may ask, why Jesus Christ? Yeah, I'm sure you can
0: comment on this podcast. So, yeah, if you ask a question and you, yeah, please interact. You can comment. Yeah.
1: Why the need of Jesus Christ? Why, why, why Jesus Christ? Why did jesus christ had to come in the scene or had to come to die for humanity why the need without jesus christ is there any other way because many people preach different ways to, yeah to it. is it really true so in this podcast we seek to address all these questions that have been raised by different people and just to make it uh, clear And they understand better why they need Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's start from the very beginning in Genesis. Okay, the original intent and original purpose of of God or the Godhead. They are three, yet they agree on one. Okay, the, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. These are three personalities or three persons. Okay, but they agree on one as the Bible rightly says in 1 John they are three gods they are called Elohim Elohim is a plural form of God it literally means the gods okay so the father the word and the spirit these are three gods but they agree on one they are three yet they are one okay in the very beginning the God or Elohim had a purpose had an intention The intention was they dwell in a spiritual world and they decided to create a physical world, a terrestrial world which is called earth. And when they created it, they decided to extend their kingdom, which is eternal, into this physical realm. So that they said in Genesis chapter 1 verse 16 that let us make man in our image and likeness and let them have dominion. In other words, let's make a physical being whom they called man or humilis. Okay? And let's give them power, authority, dominion over everything we have made. So, they made man in the likeness of God created he them. Male and female created he them, right? They made man or mankind or humankind in their image and likeness and they mandated man to be the God quote-unquote of this world so they created mankind called Adam Adam literally means mankind so man was made the God or the boss of this world so everything that happens on this world must go through man The first mandate that God gave man was to name everything he had made. And the Bible says Adam named everything God has made. And it was rightly so. So Adam will see that animal and call him lion. And that remained the name. Adam will see that animal or that plant and call it acacia. And that would be the name or whatever. So Adam literally became the God or the boss of this world. But remember, Adam was not a perfect man. He was an innocent man god was taking man on a journey from innocence to perfection so god placed two trees in the middle of the garden god planted a garden in the east of a land called eden and god gave man the command to dress the garden to keep it to keep every tree in the garden to protect the garden to keep it and he placed two two trees in the middle of the garden one is the tree of life and then the other is the tree of knowledge of good and evil the tree of life is representative of jesus christ of life jesus is the tree of life okay it represents jesus it represents the church too because the church is the body of jesus christ okay and then the other is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that is represent is a representation of the gentiles or the or the ungodly or people who don't know the lord so he placed these two trees in the middle of the garden then he commanded man not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for in the day that man leaves it he shall surely die and we know the, 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 the story adam was put into sleep at one point because god saw that there was nothing that was meant to help the man to fulfill his mandate so god put adam into a deep sleep that is also representation of the death of the saint saints don't die bible never says a saint has died the bible talks of lazarus dying and jesus telling his disciples that he's asleep let's go and wake him so saints fall asleep we fall asleep and we are resurrected by the lord we don't die okay the bible never says we die the bible says we fall asleep the bible actually says not all shall sleep but we shall all be changed in the twinkle of an eye and the trump of god we shall all be changed so adam the first man tasted the first sleep so God put him into a deep sleep, comatos. It's like a coma, like a deep sleep, like death, okay? And then God took from his side, his side, the rib. He opened his side and took the rib and he made the woman out of the man. Then he, God literally resurrected Adam again. That shows that the saints will fall asleep and will be resurrected. In fact, even if you don't... fit. This physical death at the rapture of the church, we shall all be changed. That is also resurrection. Okay, we shall all be changed. We shall, the Bible says, corruption shall give way to incorruption, uh, incorruption or incorruptible. The Bible says, mortality will give way to immortality. So we shall all be mortal, immortalized when the Lord raptures us. So Adam was raised back to life, and on his resurrection. He saw the woman and said, this is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. So just like Jesus Christ died, and when he resurrected, the church was birthed. So the woman was sort of representational of also the church. The church was birthed when Jesus Christ resurrected and and, and ascended. And the Holy Ghost came down in the book of Acts. When the Holy Ghost came, that day the church was born. So he said, this is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. Remember the church, Jesus Christ said, we are members of his flesh and of his bones. And we are the body of the Lord. Okay. And and and, and what Adam said was actually prophetic. Now, Adam was the first man or he's called the first man in the Bible. Adam sinned. The Bible talks of Adam sinning. Uh, the devil by then, okay. Okay. Between Genesis 1 1 and Genesis 1 2, there is a big there is a big uh time frame between those two verses which is recorded in the book of Ezekiel talking of the fall of the devil. By the time Adam was made the god of this earth, the devil had been thrown down. Okay, so here is the devil uses the serpent, deceives deceives Eve, the Bible says Adam was not deceived, he deceived the woman, and then the woman got Adam to eat the, the, the forbidden fruit, or the to eat from the forbidden tree, that is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and man literally gave everything over to the devil, so the devil now became the god or the prince of this world, instead of Adam. I would like my wife to add something, Annie, would you like to say something?
0: Yeah, I'm following. Yeah, I'll uh, add
1: something. Okay, she should add something. Yeah. My, my, my wife has literally... Mm-hmm. When it comes to the subject of our Lord Jesus Christ, she has had a personal encounter with the Lord, has seen the Lord many times. So she, she has a lot to say about the personality of, of, of Jesus Christ. So let's go on. So Adam sinned. The Bible says Eve was deceived. Adam was not. Adam sinned. He, he literally gave over everything to the devil and the devil became the god or the prince of this world okay that is the reason why the book of job job chapter one the bible says when the sons of god were gathered the bible says the devil also appeared there and that's when the uh, the, the 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 chat or the conversation between god and the devil went on about job okay Someone asks, "Why was the devil there?" Well, the devil was there in the capacity as the god or the boss of this world because Adam had literally given over, to, uh, over everything to him. Now, when that happened, God did something which is very, very important, which is worth noting. When Adam sinned, the Bible says God came walking in the midst of the garden and He called unto the man, Adam, Adam, or He called unto the man. Adam, Adam, I believe the first call of Adam was, was he was calling the first Adam who had seen The second call of Adam, I literally believe that he was calling the second Adam who happened to be the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says, when Jesus came in the book of Hebrews, he recalls that I have come in the volume of the books written concerning me to do your will, O God. I believe that that was the response of the Son of God, Jesus Christ to the second call of God in the garden. I believe so. Arguably, uh, you, you, you can argue it out. Okay, So basically, God did something when Adam Adam sinned. He brought a cherubim who stood in the way of man so that man would not eat of the tree of life. The reason being that had man eaten the tree of life, that is after this, the fall, after the sin, then man would have been like the devil who cannot be saved man would have eternally lived insane and and eternally man couldn't have been saved so god put a flaming sword between in the path of the man so the man will not eat of the tree of life the question also is what if man had eaten the tree of life first before he ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil answer is simple had Adam eaten of the tree of life first before he ever ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil then the tree of the knowledge of good and evil would not have had any power over man because the tree of life life would have swallowed the corruption which comes by eating the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so if he had eaten the tree of life first that's why Christ must be placed in the center of all things okay because the tree of life was in the middle of the garden and that is representation of christ jesus christ uh, uh, died when he resurrected when he appeared he appeared always in the midst of the disciples okay when he appeared in the midst of the disciples you see him there he's the in revelation the bible says he's in the midst of the candlesticks okay jesus wherever he appeared in the bible You will see one trend. He appears in the midst. He appears in the middle. Because Jesus is the center stage of everything. Everything the Lord does is prophetic. Okay. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't abrogate his purpose. Actually, his power does not interfere with his purpose. We will explain that one later. So, man saying Adam was blocked from eating the tree of life so that he will not be eternally damned. And then what happened was adam took of the fig tree and he 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 and the woman uh, made cloth something like a cloth out of the fig tree and they covered their nakedness so you can see three trees have been mentioned in the garden the tree of life the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and then the the fig tree or fig leaves fig tree the fig tree is representation of israel or the jews okay even the symbol is the fig and when Jesus came and he was talking about when the fig tree uh, is tender then you know he was giving signs he was talking of Israel that's Israel that's the fig tree okay so he sewed, or they sewed something like cloth and covered their nakedness because they saw they were naked Adam was before the fall they were clothed with the glory of God as they seen the glory of God which was their garment okay The Bible talks of the garment of praise. The Bible talks of the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. Shodding your feet with the preparation of the gospel of faith. So there is a spiritual uniform. There is a spiritual clothing. Okay. That Adam wore. That was removed by reason of the sin. So some people say, oh, Adam was stuck naked. Before the, the, the fall, <laughs> that is not true. Okay. In heaven, we will be clothed. Okay, we'll be clothed. The Bible talks of the robe, the white robe, was the righteousness of the saints in the book of Revelation. So Adam and Eve were actually clothed before the fall. Just that after the fall, the, the, the clothing of God, which was the glory of God, was removed okay. or was stripped off. So they became naked and bare. Okay, so they sewed themselves fig leaves, covered their nakedness. And God, for the first time, killed an animal. Okay, He killed an animal, a sheep of some sort. And then the skin. When we the Bible say He clothed, them. He covered their nakedness with the skin of the animal. <laughs> he covered themselves with the skin of the animal instead of allowing them to go out with their fig leaf cloth, with the sown. So Adam. And Eve were led out of the Garden of Eden. They were, they, were, they were literally thrown out of the Garden of Eden. And then that began the journey of the search for God. So, man, through history, had been searching for God through our own effort. Then the law had to come in through Moses. The Bible says the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through our Lord Jesus Christ. Man struggled to please God. In fact, it got to a point. Man became so wicked that God repented to make man. So God destroyed everything and started over again with a man called Noah. Noah means grace. Noah was a prototype of the coming grace of the Messiah, that is Yeshua, that is Jesus Christ. So Noah had a wife. He had three sons who also had. One wife each, so making a total of six eight. Sorry, making a total of eight people. They were saved during the flood, they were the only eight people who were saved. And after the flood, they started life again. Maybe another day we'll do a podcast on the Nephilim and we'll explain what actually happened in those days. Won't we'll go deep into that, okay? So, Noah, after the flood, humanity was thought of reset or restarted all over again. Noah. His sons, Shem, Ham, Japheth, and then their respective wives now procreated again, and it extended, it extended, it extended. Then there came a gentleman called Abraham, or Abraham. God changed his name to Abraham. And God actually moved him from his father's house. Terah. He moved him from his father's house because they were idol worshippers. And God took him on a journey to start a whole lineage called the land of Israel, the Jews. Okay, and this gentleman followed God intimately to the extent that God made him his friend. Okay, God has always yearned and has always longed to make earth an extension of, of of heaven. So He always seek after a man. The Bible says God sought for a man. Okay, God doesn't look for many people, as it were. God doesn't work with multitude. The Bible records of a gentleman called Gideon where God told him uh, that he was going to uh, use him to bring Israel victory over the Midianites. And he selected a lot of people, over three, uh, over 30,000 people. So, but God reduced their number. <laughs> and he said, unless they want, they, 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 they want themselves and think that they, they, they were victorious. So God used over th- uh, 300 men and brought them victory over multitudes of the media and god always seek for a man he needs just a man so he sought for this man he found abraham and through abraham abraham begat isaac the promised child isaac became jacob jacob became israel the whole nation he had 12 and that became the 12 tribes of israel through that lineage actually when you read matthew chapter 1 the genealogy of our lord jesus christ is recorded there god brings the messiah through judah why did jesus have to come in jesus had to come in to establish to bring humanity back to the original intention and original purpose of god the Bible says that the gifting and calling of God are irrevocable, they are without repentance. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not, he's altogether perfect, he doesn't change. So his purpose at the very beginning in Genesis must continue. This is the reason why Jesus had to come in to restore everything back to man. Now, why Jesus? Now, in the hierarchy of the Godhead, in the spiritual hierarchy of the Godhead, God is first, okay? The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. The Word had to become flesh. The Word had to become a son. Why? Because we cannot become sons of God without He becoming a son. Okay? We'll we'll go deeper into that in just a minute. So, in the hierarchy of God, it is God... It is God, man, angel. Okay, that's the hierarchy. That's the level. So, if man has fallen, an angel cannot die to save man because angels are lower. He has made angels lower. Angels are lower. So, the Bible says angels are actually ministering spirits sent for to minister to the saints. The Bible says, No, you not first corinthians 6 do you not know that you judge angels okay so in the hierarchy of god man is higher than angels. actually god brought man into divinity man is higher so if man has fallen an angel cannot die to replace to, to 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 buy to to buy man back okay so what level do you go to you go to the level of god god has to die you understand god has to die to ransom man from from the captivity of the devil because the devil was a cherubim or let's say an angelic being now man has given everything over to the devil so to ransom man back to save man back to reconcile man back to get man back there must be a price paid And the price cannot be an angel, so, an angel cannot come and die to save man from the devil's uh, uh, pause. So, God is the only supreme being above man, and a man cannot die to save a man. The Bible says, scarcely for a righteous man will even one dare to die. So, even for a righteous man, man cannot die to save him. So, we have to go a step higher. And that is God. This is the reason why God had to become man. So one of the Godhead, either the Father, the Word, or the Spirit, had to come Mm -hmm. as a man and die as a man. Because man sinned as a man. Right, honey? Mm -hmm. Man sinned as a man. So he cannot die as a God. (laughs) It will not be accepted. And the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Remember, When God speaks, it becomes a command. He has exalted his word above his name. So, as soon as God speaks, he himself is faithful to his word. So, he said, without the the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So, God cannot stay in heaven, die in heaven, and then save humanity. It, It will not be allowed in the spiritual world that God created. God is very orderly. And he himself submits to his word. He said, I have exalted my word above all my name. So God, even though he's all powerful, all knowing, all, all seeing, he's altogether supreme over every being. He can literally, quote unquote, God can do anything and everything he wants to do. And no one can question him. The Bible says that He is the porter and he has power over the clay to make some lamb vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. And he said, who are you? Oh, clay, to say to the lord why have you made me so in other words god is sovereign he can do whatever he wants and no man can question him okay but in his sovereignty he decides to lower his sovereignty to his word to limit himself quote unquote to limit himself so god is limited let me use the word limited quote unquote by his word so anything he says he's subjected to his word Anything he wants to do is subject to his word. If it is not in the word, you cannot put God to it because he won't do it. That's how in his sovereignty he has decided to make things. So by him declaring that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. That means blood must be shed to remit man of man's sins. So God cannot stay in heaven. In heaven, in heaven, there is no blood in the Godhead. There is no blood in the Father. There is no blood in the word who became the Son of Jesus Christ? There was no blood in the Holy Ghost, so God had to come as a man, put away his deity, his divinity, and come as a man. And that's where Jesus comes in. So, when the time was due for God to do that to save man, an angel he sent one of his trusted angels called Michael he sent michael uh, sorry he gabriel gabriel sorry no no no. michael michael is the prince of israel he's warfare angel he sent gabriel gabriel is an archangel who gives messages usually in the bible he gives messages <laughs> that doesn't mean he's not powerful he's powerful because he made zachariah down. zachariah the father of john the baptist he made him down he said i'm gabriel who stands in the presence of god because you have doubted you go down okay so he sent Gabriel to a young virgin called Mary, who was betrothed to a young gentleman called Joseph. And he explained to Mary what God's plan was. He said the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, and you conceive. You see, God is very intelligent. He knew all these things would happen. So when he created the woman and gave the woman a womb, he made he made the womb so unique, okay, that the blood of the baby does not mix with the blood of the mother you can you can google or read scientifically you see that the blood does not mix so the holy ghost came upon this virgin and then god was implanted into her womb okay people think far and, and 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 they talk blasphemous things about how it happened you don't have to you don't have to worry about how it happens because it can happen just like how do you call it just like even science without a woman m- meeting a man science have shown surrogates. is possible is it surrogacy or surrogates are possible you can literally take a seed of a man and implant it into the woman can't you mm-hmm. good so the seed of god is the word of god The seed of God is the word of God. The Bible says we have been born not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God that lives and abides forever. The word of God is the seed of God. So the word of God, which is God's seed, was just implanted in a woman's womb. That's all. And that word, which is the seed of God, became flesh and dwelt among us. So nine months, Jesus was born. Remember, it was not the seed of Joseph. It was the seed of God. Okay? Okay? The Bible talks of, you know, the devil too has a seed. The Bible, in Genesis 3.15, God gave a prophetic word to the serpent. He said, I will place enmity between you and the woman. And between your seed and his, his seed. And it will bruise your head. And you bruise his heels and it will bruise your head. Okay. He was talking of Jesus Christ. Who was the seed of the woman. Because women don't have seed. It's men that have seed. Okay, so in Genesis 3:15, God was talking of the coming of Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is born. He is not born by the seed of a man. He is perfect. His blood is clean. He has blood because he's flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's the Word in divinity in the Trinity. He became flesh. He lived a perfect life. Thirty years he was learning obedience through the things he suffered. He was he was he was he was learning. uh, Sharing uh, uh, scriptures with 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 with, uh, priest in the in the synagogue. Thirty years old, the Holy Ghost came upon him. Okay, just like when we receive Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost comes upon us. Okay, we receive the Holy Ghost. We are baptized into the Holy Ghost as well. The Holy Ghost came upon him. He started ministry. Three years, he was teaching people about. His kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. He was not teaching about the kingdom of God. He said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There is, people use them interchangeably, but they are are, a bit uh, different. They are distinct. The kingdom of God transcends the kingdom of heaven. It's a totality of the kingdom of heaven plus the kingdom of God. I will explain now the kingdom of heaven is simply the extension, the rulership the dominion of Jesus, Jesus' rulership as a king on earth okay, that's the kingdom of heaven, so when he said the kingdom of heaven is at just like Adam was the king or the boss or the god of this world, but he gave it over to the devil Jesus had to correct everything, Jesus came to correct everything to give us back our place. So, the kingdom of heaven is simply the extension of heaven onto the earth realm. That is why this earth will be flashed. Let me use the word flash. It will be flashed. It will be destroyed by fire. Not the earth as a matter, as a unit, but every physical thing on the earth will be destroyed. In the days of old, water destroyed every physical thing on the earth. Now, there is coming a time fire will destroy everything, then, but the earth itself will not be consumed, it will not be taken away. The earth itself will remain because everything the Lord makes, the Bible says, is forever. And then, a new there will be a new earth, okay, and there will be a new heaven. And then, because every earth has its heaven, which is sky, okay, it doesn't mean the heaven where God is will be rubbed off and then recreated all over again no when the bible talks of a new earth a new, new heaven Peter first Peter describes it that everything will be burned by fire okay and then things will be renewed then God will release his own city from heaven onto the earth so this earth is meant to remain forever and man is meant to rule like Adam did okay because Adam was the son of God when you read the book of Luke you see the genealogy it says Adam the son of God it ends by saying that So here, Jesus Christ, he lives a perfect life. He had to die to shed his blood. That's why in his death, Jesus was not just... uh, How do you call it, honey? Jesus Christ was not assassinated. He was not stoned. There were times they they sought to stone him, but he would just dodge them. That was a miracle in itself, okay? That was a miracle. How he, 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 he dodged them was a miracle because... The prophecy was not that he would die by stoning. You, it will not be qualified because the blood had to be shed. That's why he was literally beaten, okay, all through when he was carrying the cross, and even Simeon helped him. His blood was just dripping all over the city, onto the mount, onto the mountain before he was crucified. Okay, he had to die, and not just die. When he died, he went into hell. He went into hell. He didn't go to heaven. He was found in the belly of the earth. He said, no sign will I give you, but just as Jonah was in the belly of the whale, three days, the Son of Man shall be in the belly of the earth. The belly of the earth is the place of hell. It is called the belly of the earth. It is beneath us, okay? That's why the earth literally spews out fire, right? As volcanoes. Because there there is a place underneath the earth, okay, which is called hell. So Jesus went there he went there in Colossians Colossians talks about he triumphed over the devil and his, and his angel he tri- he beat them he literally beat them those three days it was battle for him he was in hell the devils and the demons were tormenting him they wanted him to remain there forever because he carried humanity in himself we, we were all in him had he not resurrected all humanity would be doomed forever permanently in hell third day Thanks be to God. He defeated the devil, took the keys of death and the keys of Hades. He took these two keys. He resurrected again. And remember, Luke says something beautiful, which can be another teaching where there was a big gulf between Abraham's bosom, God's paradise, and then hell, the place of of, of wicked men. Okay, we shall maybe do another podcast, podcast on that. But he resurrected the third day and he said, Hail, all power is given unto me. Now, after he resurrected, that means man is now free. Because he had paid the price, the penalty. He has appeased the wrath of God. Remember, on the cross, he said, I test. God literally rejected him. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God forsook him. My God, my God. My God is God the Father, and then my God is God the Holy Spirit. They both forsook him. That's why he said, my God, my God. Because the word was not, the word was on the cross. He became flesh. He was on the cross. So he didn't say, my God, my God, my God. He didn't say it three times. He said it two times because he was talking to the Father, and he was talking to the Holy Spirit. He now had to call them, my God, my God. They said, why are you forsaking me? Because the two God-heads... That is the Father and the Holy Spirit had to leave him because he became the curse of this world. He became sin for us on the cross. He bare all the sins of the whole world. He he bare the very nature of sin. Okay, so God the Father could not be with him, could not look at him. God the Holy Spirit could not be with him, could not look at him. So they both left him. So he was there on the cross by himself never once before that day had he been separated from the god they were three they agree on one everything they they are together in creation they were together and at the end of ages they will be together like that okay in fact they've united us together with him okay they never separated only on the cross they were separated because the word was now became cast for us so he died he resurrected now if you believe in his finished work you receive eternal life because he comes with a gift of eternal life that that was the original and that has always been the plan of god that man live eternally with him and in him so he brings that to you when you receive jesus christ you actually receive the father you actually receive the holy ghost as well that's why he said we should go into the world he said we should teach nations to observe all that He commands us, and we should, he said we should baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Why do we baptize? Because there are three distinct personalities, and every human being ought to have a relationship with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Ghost. That's why He said, "The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, that's God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. It is important." When you receive Jesus Christ, you are baptized into the Father, you are baptized into the Son, and you are baptized into the Holy Ghost. So, why Jesus? Jesus is the only way. Okay. There is no other. I know people arguably say he's not the only way. There are many ways. No, no, no man meets that standard. No man of any religion meets what Jesus did because he was fully God and he was fully man. Okay, no human being can die to save another human being it's not allowed their blood is already, is already not pure because the blood is a, is a mixture of what, the seed of a man and the seed of a woman and Jesus was not that okay. so Jesus is the only way when he said I am the only way the truth and the life no man comes to the father except by me that is true believe it over to you honey my, my wife has experienced jesus through the scriptures the holy scriptures and also personally she has seen the lord jesus let me say countless times many many times so i'll give i'll, I'll, I'll give it over to her and she will tell you a bit more about this jesus that we are let me quote unquote marketing to you he, he's the perfect perfect the bible says in hebrews that He is the effulgence of god's glory the express image of his person. Jesus is God manifested as flesh. Over to you.
0: <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So, like, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> I normally, my husband knows me. I like to just be here and listen because I'm learning, you know, like, I've just learned something brand new right now. So, like, when our lord was on the cross and he cried my god my god twice like i didn't deep it. i never mm-hmm. thought about it it's not something you think about that oh okay yeah he's the word and it's the three right mm-hmm. and so he's calling out to the two the holy spirit god the holy spirit and god the father mm-hmm. that why have you forsaken me mm-hmm. i just what i thought was that he just had a moment of weakness <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's like why are you leaving me you know like when we complain but i didn't even understand the significance of that mm-hmm. so that's why it's important to know him through the word mm-hmm. <laughs> to really read it and what's it called try and understand even the full stop <laughs> the coma mm-hmm. they the all mean something right. none, fell like none will fail like none will fall to the ground yeah. so it's beautiful so like I've learned I've learned a lot and I think what I got from Hezbo like um why Jesus so basically that nobody else could have done it nobody, nobody else nobody. Uh, qualifies and he's made angels mm-hmm. a little lower all
1: prophecies.
0: yeah yeah and that angels are lower so there's no way that they can come and do that they are not flesh they can't die for us and um as my husband is uh, showing in scripture as well we are supposed to judge angels one day we will you know so they can't they don't qualify for them you know and we couldn't qualify for that as well it's not possible because like you were saying the blood is not pure it's mixed man to man flesh It's, it's flesh and flesh basically but he had to be fully God and fully man you know and the bible says like he's touched by the feelings of our infirmities so he's our high priest he's the perfect one there's nobody else and as he was saying, there's there's nobody else who has been so bold to say that I am the way. No, I'm I'm just the way. You know, if you wanna come, you know, there's I, no. He said, I am the way, like the the. So it's like the way. So if you believe in anything else, according to 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 the Bible, according to 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 our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. it's it's the wrong way (laughs) he's the only way and he's love he's God he's one and he's love and um, the bible says that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing so the only person who is only a fool who said there is no God or who can mock what has happened the cross because it doesn't make sense we have children like and there's nothing that we wouldn't do for them, but I think if it comes to like dying for them, I think you can think of it. it's something you can think about twice. Like, oh Lord, give me strength, give me strength. You're not gonna put your child to die, but you you literally like maybe close your eyes like, oh God, give me strength. But Christ didn't think about it. Like He was born to die, you know. So there's nobody who can do that, you know. There's nobody, and and most religious leaders or they've all died no resurrection nothing no. you know but no. our lord and savior it's recorded in the bible as well like it was empty and then the gods they saw the angels they made up stories uh, they were paid to make up stories that all oh, they came to take him while they were sleeping at night but that wasn't the case and it's recorded in the bible so you know that that wasn't the case and how would the how how would they know you know it, and, and the way the, the 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 scriptures are in harmony like these are different people that the holy ghost moved to write this that were not necessarily there at the cross but they wrote what happened there what the thief said that is <laughs> Honey,
1: can i add something to what you just said mm. the bible is a spiritual book yeah it is not a physical book, even though we see it in a physical content material, it is a spiritual book. Yeah. Why is it a spiritual book? Every book on earth is written by one man or two men or three maximum. Yeah. The Bible was written by 40 different authors mm. in different time frame time zones, different places at different times, yet all come together as a jigsaw and they all are perfectly. fit perfectly. Allude to each other. Uh, how do you call it? Compliment each other. Yeah. Give more understanding to each other. No conflict. No confusion. No uh, disparity. No uh, an- an- anormality in mm. any sense. Yeah. Written by different people. Some Jews. Some non-Jews. Gentiles. Yeah. In different places. Yet everything they say is the same. Because it's the same spirit. The Bible says holy men or holy apostles and prophets wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit it's the same Holy Spirit behind behind all the others so it's unite there is unison in what they've written and never has any book let's talk of uh, any book any religious book all of them were written by one man when you take any religion when you take Muslim Quran was written by one man Muhammad And listen, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is established. God did not just give us two or three. He gave us 40. (laughs) Out of my 40 witnesses writing the Bible and all saying the same thing. That must be spiritual. That must be from God. So the Bible is unique. It's different from any other book. It is primus; It is first and above all other books. All other books were written by one, one author. They cannot be. How do you call it? Even one human being read another human being proof awesome. yeah. You prove it, you you read it to prove. But this one 40 different authors. That is authenticity. You go on hmm.
0: and 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 the word they were all writing about one person mm, one who person was Jesus. Essential. When you read Genesis to mm. Revelation, you see him like he's literally mm. everywhere. everywhere every and story in everywhere. the bible one person is a prototype of mm. him somehow okay. or somewhere mm. and it's all leading to the to to to, to the gospel to the good mm. news the message mm. of salvation the reason why he came mm. so the whole bible is it all leads you to him okay. to, mm. to, to jesus so he's very He's very important. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Without him, there is no Christianity. (laughs) Without him, there is no, you know, there's literally nothing. Even in this world, everything was created by him, for him, (laughs) you know. So even this world, you might not be a believer. You might not believe in him. But everything that exists that you see now, everything that is good is because of him you know and it will all become very clear very soon that it is all for him so he's very important and um like i don't like i want to like let it stay here like on the word of god i don't want to start going into experiences like Paul said, it's like
1: do, 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 a, do, a, do a a podcast on
0: that, yeah, so maybe that can be a different podcast, like I don't want this one no, um, touched or whatever, I want you to go back to the word because um, experiences you can say they are subjective or whatever, you know, but the word cannot be corrupted, the word cannot be changed, mm-hmm. I know there are people who say it's been corrupted, but if you can show us who corrupted it first then maybe, that would be very helpful many kings on the earth have
1: tried yeah, it eradicate, exterminate to remove the word of God or quote unquote the Bible, yeah, from the shelves on the earth. Many have tried through the history of time, it
0: has survived, it has, but they haven't it has <laughs>
1: survived, but they haven't, yeah. they are dead and gone.
0: Yeah,
1: you dare not try it. Yeah, you can't take away the word of God, it will remain forever. It remains and abides forever,
0: all Lord. <laughs> By where it
1: is settled. No one can take yeah. away Bibles from, from you, can't it's not possible because it's a spiritual book it, it's not possible
0: mm. on, everything go. else will pass mm. away everything but the word will never forward. pass away so it remains so fighting everything it remains. you're fighting a, a losing battle already yeah. <laughs> so like battle, they I say like, what's that saying you if you can't beat them join, them. join <laughs> them. them yeah so let the love of god overwhelm you Great. and and go back and read these scriptures um, that have been shared and or ask us any questions that you might have or do your research and listen to this again and consider if you don't know Him. And if you know Him and you are a little bit far away from Him, you're backslidden, consider your ways and turn back to Him while there is still time. He's so, he's so real like as my husband has said, he's very real like, in the word mm. through experience like he has appeared to so many people mm. you just need to do a Google search <laughs> even YouTube there's so many people you know he, he is so real he is so real and he will change your life mm. for the best your life can change like we were saying your life can change but sometimes it might not be for the best but when you meet the Lord your life will change for the best And you finally know the reason why you're here. You know, when you find why Jesus and you accept him, you will also find your why. Why you're here. He has those answers, only him. You can try and get rich. You can try and get as many girls as you want, as many guys, as many material things as you like. That void that only he can fill will still be there. You will only be ever at peace and that void gone or whatever when you know him you know he has all the answers he is the answer so yeah that's what i wanted to share so the experiences that can be another podcast you have to be establishing the word first So we'll end it here. So until our next episode, stay tuned. Make sure you follow us on our podcast and on all our social media platforms. We are Heavenly Jerusalem Ministry. And follow us on our website as well, heavenlyjerusalemministry.com.